0: Hey, welcome to the Career Refresh Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Griffin. I'm a former media and marketing executive turned career strategist and executive coach. I spent my career working my way up and through the ranks of global organizations and startups, and today I show others how to do the same. Join me each week as we discuss the strategies and actionable steps to leverage your strengths, increase your confidence, and develop your career well-being. Ready? Let's do it. Hey there, and welcome back. Today's episode is one of my favorite topics, and it is about imposter syndrome. It's something that I spend a lot of time talking with my one-on-one clients on over the years. I have personally experienced this I've had many peers and colleagues in the industry also talk about how they experience imposter syndrome. And so many of us are super achievers, but that doesn't stop us from doubting our skills. There's something like over 70% of people say that they've experienced imposter syndrome. And imposter syndrome is the tendency to discount or diminish pretty obvious evidence of your abilities. It's If it's not dealt with properly, imposter syndrome can prevent us from being productive at our job. It also creates this like thought era. So in a nutshell, it's fear-based thinking like, they're gonna find me out. Or as I like to say, it's when you feel itchy on the inside. So I wanna dig in in the various ways in which it could show up for you, because it may not always be obvious. Are you reluctant to speak in a group or a, a Zoom call And does that just sort of exacerbate it? Like you, oh, the thought of it all, it just makes you want to shrink back. Do you find yourself procrastinating? Do you over-prepare? Do you under-pursue opportunities? Do you pursue more certifications, more training, more merits and entitlements? Do you avoid standing out? Do you say things like, if I could do this, how hard could this actually be? Whether you're saying it in your head or you're actually saying it out loud, really important to notice. Do you have a crippling anxiety every time you face a new professional challenge? Are you downplaying your successes? Do you present your expertise with caveats? Well, this is just my opinion, but I think right that you're completely diminishing what you're saying. If you're a freelancer or a consultant, Do you allow scope creep? Are you increasing your deliverables without increasing your price? And remember, when you say yes to something like any of these actions, you are really saying no to something else. So I ask you, my friend, which discomfort are you choosing? Are you choosing the one where you undervalue yourself in advance? Or are you choosing the discomfort you'll experience when you dig into why you're continuing to do this to yourself? One discomfort brings you deeper into your pattern. The other discomfort helps you end it. It's dealer's choice. Imposter syndrome, the fraud complex, it's all about being afraid of being exposed, being vulnerable, feeling like naked, and this idea that everyone is smarter than you. And it's a total lie, my friends. It's a lie. Think about it. If you were that much of an imposter, do you think you could have tricked everyone into believing otherwise? It's like this subtle arrogance that's masked by humility. There's a brilliant quote from Maya Angelou on imposter syndrome, where she says, I have written 11 books, but each time I think, oh no, they're going to find me out now. I've run the game on everyone and they're going to find me out. Even her, At her level of sophistication and brilliance, she's also thinking imposter syndrome. Don't lie to yourself. It's totally exhausting because it's this constant like clean up in aisle nine. When you lie to yourself, you have to keep cleaning it up in order to trust yourself or you stop trusting yourself. And that's a whole other episode. So stay tuned. (laughs) I want to talk about the ways that I see imposter syndrome show up through thought errors. And you may have experienced one of these thought-based Um, and emotional fueled experiences. And I bucket it into scarcity, sufficiency, and identity. First, let's look at scarcity mindset. It totally sucks. Scarcity eats joy. It exhausts us. It puts us in a constant state of lack. It's a bugger of an emotion that can easily pop up if you aren't working your mind. It's about lack and your ability to be in that flow or that abundance because you've earned the job, the promotion, the position, the opportunity, but you don't know how to have it. You don't know how to feel the flow and the abundance that this could happen to you. I think of scarcity thinking like supply and pie thoughts. There's a limited supply and I won't get my piece of the pie. So I have to work harder and do more than others just so I can get the same outcome. The second thought era is sufficiency, because for some, they experience this challenge through deservability and worthiness. Meaning you don't feel worthy of the attention or the acknowledgement. You lose your capacity for joy. There's no pride in the accomplishment. Your brain tells you that you're not enough, you're incapable, or you're not deserving. Whether you accomplish something or not, it doesn't change your worthiness. You are inherently worthy, my friend, even with all of your glory and gaffes. I personally come from a pure sufficiency issue. What I mean by that is I had to do more. I was always needing the additional credential. I had this disease of more. My favorite amount was more. I needed to do another training, another certification. I was a media and marketing type, but I had to teach myself code. Check. I should also get certified as a personal trainer. Check. And then, you know what? I'm going to study botany to become a clinical aromatherapist just in case. Got it. Done. I'm not kidding. It was my way of preparing for the next, um, the next disaster, the next dot bomb, as it was called, or the next marketplace dive, so that at the bottom fell out, at least I'd have another skill or another experience to rely on. I'd raise my hand for the project, the committee. I'd go the extra, extra, extra mile. Sufficiency and people-pleasing makes for one fine mess, let me tell you. The last thought era is around identity and an identity crisis. You question all that you have and all that you've become. You forget to remember all that you've accomplished. You sabotage yourself through doubt. You get into compare and despair. And you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. You question your credentials the merit you've earned, the entitlement you have to have a seat at the table. You let your unhelpful thoughts run the show. It's like dumpster diving for thoughts. You believe all your fear-based thoughts. You want to get away from the encounter because you want, you you have this thought error that the next experience is going to make you feel differently. It's, you know, this was good, but that next one, you want the next thing to make you feel better, but I promise you, it isn't going to make you feel better. If you don't allow yourself to fully experience and celebrate the reward of all that you've accomplished, this next accomplishment isn't going to fill the hole because you will always be on that treadmill of looking for the next thing. So pause, experience, and celebrate the reward. Identity is not about your accomplishments. Your identity is made up of your strengths, your skills, your values, and your beliefs about yourself. And identity work is some of the deepest work I do with clients on getting clear on their strengths, their values, their skills, making sure they are able to articulate them effectively. Because when you articulate your skills, your values, and your strengths effectively, you're able to get an appreciation for them yourself. And then this is one of the first ways to to completely abolish imposter syndrome. Another way to abolish imposter syndrome is to talk about it. If you are a manager, I beg you to normalize it. Talk about it. Share your thoughts with the experience. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Encourage others to do the same. We don't accomplish things in in the ease. We accomplish things usually because we felt a little uncomfortable and we challenged and stretched ourselves. You may be cringing right now, but where did this idea come from that we have to be comfortable all the time? I mean, everyone I know and everyone I've ever known at some point has been uncomfortable, and they've lived to tell about it. So the last and fastest way to smash imposter syndrome is to refresh your thinking. And understand that people who feel the imposter syndrome, they're different, they think differently than the approximately 30% of people who don't experience imposter syndrome. When you think like a non-imposter, you refresh your thinking. What if the opposite was true? Ask yourself that. Remember that your feelings of being an imposter are going to be the last thing to change. You aren't going to do this overnight. You have to train yourself to question everything you think to change your feelings. You don't have to feel confident to act confidently. Eventually your brain will catch up and you'll think and feel confidence. So how do we fix this? This is not by positive thinking or avoiding the feeling. It's most certainly not asking your parents to tell you that you're amazing. So try this instead. One, sit with your accomplishment. Feel what it's like to be in the accomplishment. Write down the various feelings that come up for you. Two, get clear on what you're thinking about yourself in the accomplishment. Write those down also. Three, If you don't like what you're thinking about the accomplishment or you're underplaying it or any of the things we've previously discussed, spend a little time ideating. Think about how do you want to think about your accomplishments? What do you want to believe instead? And lastly, if what you want to be thinking about your accomplishment feels like too far of a stretch, if you're in the, I want to feel that I'm amazing, but I'm not quite there yet, then wiggle off that a little bit and come from a place of possibility. It's possible that I might be really good at my job. It's possible that I've earned this promotion. It's possible that I can continue to get acknowledgement for the good work that I've done. Be in that place of possibility. And then you gotta practice. Every dang day, you gotta practice it. The more you practice, the frequency of your practice is how you change your thoughts. These are the steps to help you get clear, my friend. Get clear on your identity abolish your scarcity thinking and increase your ability for sufficiency. This is the antidote to imposter syndrome. Okay, everyone, that is all for now, and I will see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Career Refresh podcast. If you're enjoying this and you want more information, go to my website, jillgriffincoaching.com. There you can find information on how to work with me one-on-one or my group programs, or even bring me into your workplace. I'll put the link to my website in the show notes. But hey, listen, before you go, do me a favor. Rate and review this podcast because it definitely helps me get the word out to people everywhere so that they can also thrive in the workplace. All right, friends, I appreciate you. I'll see you soon.